What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. I already had two coffees this morning. I'm going to make a third, so I've got water. A lot of times people are like, oh, well, it's four o'clock or it's three o'clock. I can't drink coffee when it's late. So thankfully we're on the same time frame. but yeah, I mean, even if it were four o'clock, I'd still drink coffee. I don't like caffeine. I'm just like, I could drink coffee at 8 PM. It's fine. Yeah. That's how I am. I feel like maybe in the last like few years I've had some times where it affects me, but for the most part, it doesn't affect me. I'm like the type of person who hits the pillow and goes direct to sleep. Oh my gosh. Same. And really? Last thing. Yeah. I literally fall asleep in a minute. It doesn't take me more than a minute, which is so funny because it wasn't always the case when I was a kid. It used to take me like two hours to fall asleep. I'd be tossing and turning. It was terrible. And now I think because my brain is so active during the day and also because like I handled my health issues that were actually causing me to not fall asleep quickly. So now that I'm healthy, yeah. I sleep and then I wake up and that's it. And actually Michelle will touch on this because I know that for those people who are listening, is this part of the podcast episode? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like Michelle, our mutual friend, I stay with her every time I stay in LA. And so she always makes fun of me because during the night, like I literally don't move. Like I wake up in the same <laughs> that I sleep with. Like summer is like on top of me and I'm like, I'm still asleep. I think we probably have that in common. Cause I'm a hard, hard sleeper. Yeah. Like, and I think you're, you, you touched on it being part of like your, um, like you, uh, your brain being really active. I think that's exactly what mine is. It's like, I'm always on during the day. Like yeah. my brain's always going. I don't really, it took me a while, but I'm a lot better now, but I used to not give myself like any type of break throughout the day, as far yeah. as like my brain. And if I, especially when I didn't do that, when I go to sleep, like that's the only time that I really had where my brain is like off. So immediately I'm like asleep because my brain cannot wait probably to turn off. Um, but I don't know if you ever had this, but I, I was like, always get, I would get so angry if someone would like wake me up. And I think that is similar. Um, a similar reason is because my brain like was like, Oh my God, like finally I get to relax. And then when someone would wake me up, I would be like, Oh my God, like I just turned off. Like I, this is my only time to be off. And then I would just get so mad. I'm not done being off. No. Um, (laughs) I've been over the past like four or five years. So no one wakes me up. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky you. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, I think that that ties into our caffeine thing that we were talking about as well. I think that's why caffeine doesn't affect us as much as maybe other people, because we're already caffeinated, like our brain just naturally caffeinated and wired. Are you, um, a generator in your human design? Do you know? I'm a manifesting generator. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. Well let's, let me introduce you so we can like keep talking. Um, (laughs) um, okay. So welcome back everybody. Um, I have here with me, I have Lana. I'm so excited to 
get into the podcast. We have nothing planned for today. So let me just tell you guys who Lana is to me, and then I'll let her introduce herself and tell, tell you guys who she is and what she does. Like I said, we have nothing planned. So we're just going to fly, go on the fly. And I think it's going to be great. We've already spent like five to 10 minutes already talking before we even entered. So, um, so Lana, if you guys don't know, she is, um, Michelle's friend. So I met her through Michelle bake shell, as you guys know, and we have just been online friends for the past, like maybe six months or a year. Um, and we've known each other online. We see each other online, but that's it. Like we've really kind of like not interacted very much as far as like online, even like we messaged back and forth a few times. Lana has her own podcast as well, but we really have never like sat down and had like a combo. So I'm super excited to do that today. And I'll let Lana just introduce herself and tell us all about herself. So go ahead. Who are you? What do you do? Welcome. Thank you so much for having me here. Who are you? I feel like it's such a deep question, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I love, I'm so excited about this podcast episode because I know I've said to you already that sometimes the best plan is having no plan. So I know that we both are great speakers. We love to talk and we can just trust that whatever's going to come out of our mouth is going to be what's meant to be said. Um, so hello, everyone. To those who don't know me, um, as Alicia mentioned, I am Michelle's friend. Um, I'm also a fellow podcaster. I'm online and um, I've got a lot of passions. And so sometimes, you know, when people land on my page, you're like, I don't really understand what she does, but I love her energy. And that's kind of how I like to roll. You know, I've always had a lot of different areas of interest. I've always had a lot of passions, but I mean, in a nutshell, I call myself a soul enhancer. And so I'm basically here to, you know, help people dream bigger, think bigger, do more in life. I'm basically love to help people level up in life. And I focus a lot on mindset and nutrition as well. So I am a certified um, holistic health coach. I do a lot of work in the holistic health and wellness industry. And I'm also really passionate about business. So I've had quite a few businesses myself. I have like one main one now, which is like a coaching style business. Um, I formed a, a community within what we call the Her collective it's a community of fellow wellness coaches and wellness warriors and we basically help people build a smart second income and help inspire healthy living online Um, and then I also like to say that I'm an accidental digital nomad as well through my entrepreneurial journey Um, I am currently based in Vancouver Canada but I do travel a lot so I like to pretend I'm American and go to LA as often (laughs) as I can (laughs) and um, I also you know spend time in Mexico and I lived in Tokyo for five years so again everywhere all industries doing all the things but mostly health and wellness and uh, nutrition is my jam that's so awesome yeah I feel like that is the perfect way to describe you is like you go on your page and you're like, Oh, like, I don't know exactly what you do, but I love your energy, your vibe, everything. It's just like, good. So I just like, I enjoy watching your content. Like that's like, we've been friends online. I enjoy watching your content and I'm just like, Oh, okay. I love her energy. So I love that. I feel like digital nomad is such like a new term too. Um, just somebody who can like go anywhere and be anywhere and be able to work. That's such a amazing luxury and something that should be definitely celebrated. So I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So we're going to get into, um, uh, weekly wins and weekly faves. 
Yeah, well, I guess my weekly win, because I am a full-time entrepreneur, sometimes, you know, entrepreneurship can be challenging because you don't have anyone telling you what to do. You have to kind of come up with it yourself. And so my weekly win is that quite like naturally, I'm quite business oriented. I can work on my business 24 seven if I let myself, because it's something that, you know, is important to me and I'm passionate about, of course, I want to put time and energy into it. But I actually had a friend of mine that I also met online a couple of years ago. We met for the first time in person. She flew over from Germany and stayed with me here for a week. And my win is that for a whole week, I was able to schedule myself in a way where I was able to still work on my business and get things done that I wanted to get done, but also allow myself the time and energy to be able to spend time with her and, you know, go out for dinners and like do all these touristy activities. And I felt like I was able to not only, you know, see the results of my business, but also be able to give my friend who literally flew all the way from the other side of the world to come see me a really good uh, first time experience here in Vancouver as well. So that's my win for the week. That's awesome. That's an awesome win. I think finding that balance is so important because something that Grazel always says is um, when we're, we're, her and I are always struggling with that. Like somebody's coming in town or somebody's coming to visit. Like <clears throat> I'm always like hosting somebody I feel like. And so her and I, a lot of times touch base on this and we're like, oh man, like, you know, this is happening this weekend. And unfortunately, like, I'm not going to be able to get done in my business, the things that I wanted to, or that I had scheduled. And she always says this quote that always resonates with me is like life happens and inspiration happens like outside of being in your business. Right. So like even you being out and about with your friends, right. Or your friend, like that's important because it gives you real life experiences. It gives you like inspiration. It like almost makes it to where when you go back to working or, um, working, you know, in your normal, um, pace, almost like more fulfilled or more inspired. I feel like at least that's how I feel. 110%. And I love that you touched upon that because that inspiration is fuel in itself, right? Mm -hmm. And so everyone has the same 24 hours at the end of the day, but the way that you spend your hours can differ. And some people can get more done in 20 minutes than some you can, you will in like four hours. Like time is equal as well. And so when you're feeling inspired, you're feeling that, you know, surge of energy, it's also a high vibe energy. It's not just like, okay, I'm going to sit down on my computer and do this. It's like, you're thinking in different ways. You're meeting new people. You've got these new ideas coming in. And then that energy also uh, relays to your clients or your followers or whatever type business that you're doing and whoever's listening and watching. Right. Right. And then that and then they are they actually buy into that and so quite often what I find is that it's in my most busy seasons in my personal life where my business actually booms and I think it's because I'm happier yeah I'm living my life and then again people love to see that and then ultimately they choose to buy into that because I know that was a strong point that I wanted to make back in I think it was April when I was in LA and then I went to Tokyo and it was just like a lot of traveling in a short amount of time and I had a really really big business goal and I wanted to hit that during this busy season of my life to show other people that you can have it all like you can travel you can have a personal life you can have a social life 
you can literally do everything and anything and still be successful at the same time. Like you don't have to have, oh, my friend's visiting or my family's visiting to be an excuse to limit yourself. Like use right. it as a way to fuel yourself even further. Yeah, I find that as well. Like not only are you showing that online like you did, right? Like showing how you're out here living, how you're like doing it all, how you're balancing it. But also when you're making connections in person, like that is so strong. I feel, um, like that is so much stronger of a connection with somebody. So if you're out and about and you're doing whatever, and someone asks you about what you do online or you exchange Instagrams or whatever, like that connection is so much stronger. And then that's a stronger connection than you're ever going to get just by being online only. So like we, especially as, you know, like digital creators or, you know, people who sell or, um, interact strictly online or majority online. I think we have to get out there and do in person as well, because that's, that's such a strong connection. And as soon as you make that connection in person, they recommend you to somebody else, or they, you know, share your content because they're connected to you in person. Like, I think that's a huge one that I realized in the last few years is like making those in-person connections is huge as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I love, I mean, I love social media because you get to reach people all over the world, but I do love taking those online connections and then turning them into offline connections, or like you said, vice versa as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that win. Um, okay. I'm going to share my win for the week, which is just slowing down. Um, so I mentioned, I think I mentioned like two weeks ago that there is a lot going on in my business. I think, I think the last episode that you guys will hear No, maybe not. Okay. So the last episode you guys probably heard was, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea and I were both kind of feeling this, like, um, kind of like rundown where you're like, you're saying Lana, that like so much was happening. Like June was literally my busiest season. Um, June was insane. And July was just as insane. And then I feel like August just looks already crazy busy for me as well, but really slowing down. Um, last week and this week, I feel like I allowed myself to slow down without guilt, which was really, really big for me. Like there's one way of like slowing down where you like hit the wall and you have to slow down like your body or your mind or whatever forces you to slow down, but allowing that slowdown to be guilt-free is really big for me. So like sleeping in a little bit or like going to bed a little bit earlier or like saying no to, um, people coming over or even saying yes to people coming over and then allowing myself to just be like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to like, go ahead and go to sleep now. Like everything's okay. I don't have to be on pins and needles, like, you know, um, hosting this person and just allowing my rest to be guilt-free is my win because that I feel like a lot of times even when we're resting, we're not really resting because we're, you know, um, guilting ourselves so much for resting. Like, oh, I should be able to do more or like more is coming or, um, you know, this is my time to like grind and like all those things are true, but that's not really resting then for us. Right. We're not really like taking advantage of that rest. Actually, there was a podcast I was listening today and she said it really well. She said, um, we are trying to save time we're always trying to save time so that we can do more versus trying to save time so that we can rest more. 
Um, so she tells this story of like, um, I guess like a Buddhist monk or something like that went to, uh, New York and got on the subway. And they said like, oh yeah, like we're going to take the subway instead of taking a cab. Like we're going to save 15 minutes going on the subway. And so when they got off the subway, the, the monk sat down, um, on the bench or whatever. And they said, what are you doing? Like, and he said, oh, I'm going to enjoy that 15 minutes that I just saved. So are we like taking, are we rushing to make that time to rest like he is, or are we rushing to cram more into our schedule? And I think allowing ourselves to slow down guilt-free, it can be like such a hard task, but it was really rewarding for me last or this weekend, last week. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think that mindset is so important because it's, that's pretty much the only difference between those two scenarios, like the monk who decided to take a pause and like enjoy those 15 minutes that he earned versus the person who like feels like they need to do more. Like in both cases, like the amount of time that they have is the same, but the mindset is so different and that mindset also allows you to make that decision where you're like I'm not going to feel guilty about this choice that I just made and more people need to do that because I can't even remember the last time that I felt the emotion guilt and that's because like a long time ago I just decided that I'm not going to feel that emotion because I hate that emotion like feeling guilty sucks like I can't Mm -hmm. think think of a few things that might be worse but you know it's like not an emotion that I want to experience so why would I choose to feel that way when I can just make a decision to not feel that and then that decision sets boundaries right and then once you're clear on what your boundaries are then like no one can challenge you on it because it's something that you set for yourself like I'm going to sleep now like no one can argue against that because like I'm going to do it. I'm not asking for permission, right? I decided already it's done. Yeah. What do you think allowed you to make that decision of not feeling guilty? Because I'm sure as people are listening, they're like, well, yeah, I'd love to not to feel guilty, but how do you really implement that and say like, I'm not going to feel guilty for putting myself first, or I guess that's probably the the most common, right? Is like, we feel guilty because we feel like we're letting others down. Yeah. I think I just built a level of respect for myself where I'm not going to put my own respect before someone else's. Like I'm always respectful of other people, but I'm not going to go out of my way to tear myself down just so that I can like potentially make someone like 1% better. You know, like each person has their own ability to have that level of respect for themselves and if we all did that then we're all just going to be respectful of ourselves and each other it's just going to go hand in hand and so I think it's like a self-responsibility in a way not just for yourself but being a human on this earth like being part of society being part of community like you have to look after yourself you have to put yourself you have to you can't pour from an empty cup you have to pour into your own cup first but too many people are people pleasers and they are looking at you know external relationships which is fine like again it's important to care for others but if everyone's just pouring into everyone else and not into themselves then there's that's what causes a huge gap but if it were the other way around and we all poured into ourselves and then we poured into others 
there wouldn't be a gap. So yeah. I think it's just like one kind of, I said self-responsibility, but I'm going to change it to social responsibility. I feel like it's a social responsibility to make sure that you're looking after yourself and then also developing that level of self-respect where it's not like, okay, I'm going to, you know, do self-care because I love myself because yeah, sure. We all love to love ourselves, but I feel like that puts too much pressure on people sometimes. because They're like, I don't know how to love myself. Like what does loving myself even mean? Right. Yeah, but yeah, I'm going to do this because I want to build respect for myself. Like I have respect for myself. I feel like it's a lot easier to, you know, like build into a mindset for sure. Then it's, going to be a no-brainer when you're setting these boundaries because it all goes back to respect. Yeah, I totally, I love that. I love the way that you put that, like self-respect versus self-love because I think self-love, like you said, self-love is hard to like conceptualize. You know, it's hard for us to say like we love ourselves because again, we're always told or um, like everything in, in our society is like based in like, feeling guilt or shame. Right. And so removing that guilt is like, it, it's very hard to do. It's like unlearning things. And so I love how you changed it to self-respect because I mean, sorry that you cha- you talked about self-respect versus self-love because it really is just respecting yourself and respecting your own time. And like you said, like, why am I going to ruin myself or hurt myself to make someone 1% better when really that's their own responsibility. That's their responsibility yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think a lot of times as I was saying that I was thinking like, well, why don't people like respect themselves or why, like, why can't we look in and think and say like self-love? And I think a lot of times if we want to like, why are we trying to fix others? Right. Cause I think people pleasing. That's a lot of times people looking at like other people and trying to like help them when really we should just be helping ourselves. And if everyone did that, like you said, so I feel like a lot of times looking inward is a lot more painful than looking at someone else's, you know, issues or problems that we can fix and fixing them versus saying that those are things that we need to work on within ourselves. Just a little side note. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like as a human species, I feel like we always try to look at the easier things to do. I mean, that's yeah, just the for way sure. Are wired right, like biologically, but like you said, it's so important to identify that so that you're aware of it, and then make the decision of doing the hard things. Because if you don't do the hard things, then it's it's always going to be there. Like you're always going to be dealing with it, and I think that's what made the biggest difference for me was that I knew that in some way, shape or form at some point I was going to have to deal with it. So I was like, might as well deal with it now and get it out of the way. Like, I don't want to, you know, spend the next 30 years of my life, like kind of mediocre going through life when I could just make a decision now to improve and then be at that next level from here on out, like that just seemed like the smarter decision for me, but I feel like not a lot of people realize that or they kind of know it, but then they've never seen it manifest into their life before. So they're like, know what I need to do. I know how I can do it, but I haven't taken that step yet because I'm still unclear as to what that's going to look like. 
And people forget that, well, to get clarity around what that can look like for you in your life, you just have to take that first step. It's just like fitness, right? Or health, right? We just have to take that step and, and start doing it versus always being stuck in that. Like you said, like that feeling of like, I know what I need to do, right? I know working out and, and eating, um, healthier, better, right? Like a more nutrient dense is going to make me live longer, whatever your goal is. I know those, I know what to do. I know how to do it. Right. But I'm stuck in this, like, Oh, I'm about to step off the ledge. And I think you hit the nail on the head too, is like, it's the fear of like, how does that look? Or like the fear of the unknown or the fear of change. And you won't know until, like you said, you start doing it and you start putting it into play. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm quite growth oriented naturally. And so that really helped me too, was feeling the fear and doing it anyways, because the other fear is staying the same place forever. Yeah. And that a lot more scary than taking that first step. So I was like, okay, either way, I'm going to be scared. So which fear am I going to choose? And for me, it was the former, not, you know, feeling stuck in the same place forever. Yeah. That's, um, a book, feel the fear and do it anyway. Have you heard, read that? I have not, but oh, really? it was just like a quote, like, oh, thrown around. (laughs) Um, well, one of my old clients actually was reading it and like loved it. Um, but it, it talks exactly about that. Like the fear of, um, feeling the fear of change or whatever it is, and then doing it anyway, because the other, the opposite, um, action is staying the same. And that can be also scary. And that's like, I've touched on this in previous episodes too, but like the uncomfortable comfort zones, right? Like we're in this comfort comfort zone, but really when you look at it, it's not too comfortable, right? Like someone who's, you know, super, um, overweight, right? Like they're comfortable being at that weight, but not really, you know, it's not really that comfortable for them. There's a lot of adversity that they overcome daily with that extra weight on their body or being unhealthy. Right. But it's what, you know, and so changing, it seems so scary, but just taking that first step, I think is huge. So what would you say as a coach, what is something that, um, or how can someone take that first step? What is, um, advice that you would give to someone who's like on that ledge right now with whatever they're doing first step into where anywhere. Um, let's say like, um, <laughs> like let's be super ambiguous. Um, like first step into, let's say like a new health journey or, um, first step into like starting their business or first step into like changing their lifestyle. Yeah. Well, the first step is a decision, right? Like I want X, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be able to travel more. I want more time freedom. I want more financial freedom. I want more, I want to feel more energized. I want to feel happier. I want to wake up and be excited every day, whatever it is that you're wanting to achieve, right? First, you have to make that decision because once that decision is set, then every decision that comes after that, you get to go, okay, is this decision helping me move closer towards this first decision that I made? or further away. And that's when you know if it's going to be an aligned decision or something that might not be aligned. And I think another important thing about decisions too, is that some people feel like decisions are permanent. Decisions are never permanent. Like, I mean, yeah, in extreme cases, like if I'm going to like, I don't know, 
first one that came to mind was quite a gruesome decision, but let me take a little bit more. What was the first thing that came to your mind? Well, like, cause I'm just looking out my window right now. And I was like, if I opened the window and I jumped out, like, obviously, (laughs) and like that decision is pretty permanent, but aside from things like that, each decision simply helps lead you to the next decision. Like in our lifespan, we're going to have thousands or even millions of decisions that we get, we get to make. That's another difference. Like we always have options. Even if you, in your brain, your brain is trying to tell you you're limited. It's a lie. Your brain's trying to protect you because our brain is like there to help us survive. Right. If it knows that there's, you know, always going to be options, like it's going to get confused. So it's a survival mechanism thinking that, you know, things are going to be permanent. Things are going to help you survive because survival is the state of like being the same as well surviving in the woods like run being chased by a lion like you're not going to be thinking of different ways to expand and grow as a human being like you're right. gonna you know want to just stay the same like which is just being alive but I believe in our life we're here to be so much more than simply alive we're here to you know do good in the world we're here to experience things we're here to meet people etc so anyways going back to my point of what the first steps would be again number one would be to make lead choose what decision you're making. And then once you're set on what it is that you're wanting to achieve, the second one I would say would probably be like to identify, well, of course, what your first step is going to be. Because a lot of the times as well, people will think of like this big goal and they'll be like, okay, well, that's a big goal. It kind of scares me. I I don't know what all the steps are going to be, but you don't need to know all the steps right now. You just need to look at the next step on that staircase because chances are when you get to that next step on that staircase, being on that staircase level is actually going to give you a lot of answers in itself that it wouldn't make sense to try to think of everything that needs to happen in the beginning and like wasting your time on that first staircase when actually getting second one can actually help you gain more clarity. So of course, that's going to look different for each person, depending on, you know, what your goal is. Um, But it might even be like identifying what isn't working for you. Like what have you tried and hasn't worked? Like if it's health, like probably a lot of people who are listening to this podcast and are on their health journeys have tried a few things before. So what didn't work for you, what has worked for you, right? That could be a great clue into what thing you need to be doing next. Um, Another thing that I would recommend too is having like two to three people that you look up to in that industry or in that area of expertise. And the reason why I say two to three is because it's also really easy to have like a lot of people that you're looking up to. But the problem is that there's so many different opinions that you're going to end up feeling a little bit confused because some people's uh, message might contradict each other. And really, like, there's not a right or perfect answer in any situation because we're all humans. We're all learning on our own journey, right? Even the experts of the experts, like, things are changing all the time. So I would say two to three would be a good range so that you have a little bit of variety. You know, some people are going to speak to you in different moments or um, if it's health, for example, maybe you're looking up to someone for like fitness, maybe you're looking up to someone for nutrition, like these different like subcategories. Um, But then also you're not, you know, exposing yourself to too many things and then getting confused, which is going to 
stop you from making Mm -hmm. progress because confusion equals halting and you don't want to halt yourself. So after you've got, you know, like that first step, you understand what the first thing that you can start working on is. Next thing will be implement. You know, a lot of people, they are soaking up all this information, they're learning all these things. And for those who are obsessed with learning, like it's great because if you're, I always say, if you're not learning, then you're dying. Like we should always be in that sort of learning stage, but you want to make sure that you're matching it with action as well, because it's kind of like having two feet. Like we all have two, well, most, I hope, <laughs> two feet, but I mean, I mean, if you've been amputated or something, then I understand that, you know just guessing that most of us listening to this podcast episode have two feet or have had two feet before, then if your right foot is learning and your left foot is action, if you're learning, Mm. learning, 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 and your left foot isn't moving, you're actually walking in circles. You're not moving forwards. And the same thing with action. Like if you're just taking action and not learning along the way, again, you're just moving with one foot. You can't move forwards. You're moving in circles. You can even stand up and try it. Like if you're listening to this podcast, then it's so important to take both steps forwards, right? Learn, action, action, learn, vice versa, so that you can move forwards And if you feel like you're moving forward, that's going to help you build momentum too, because you're starting to see these little progresses and these little changes. And that leads into my next point of really celebrating those small wins. Like don't over-celebrate. I feel like some people get trapped in that as well, where especially in like the business sense, they're like, or even in health, like, you know, oh, I went to the gym today. I'm going to eat this whole cake. Like that's not going to work. Right. Right. (laughs) and or in business it's like oh I launched my first I don't know Instagram live and then they like go on vacation for a week like that's not gonna work (laughs) you need to to thrive from the momentum like you taking that action step just gave you a little bit of a boost forwards and so keep taking action so that you can keep boosting and boosting and boosting yourself forwards but also take a second to be proud of yourself like congratulate yourself because you just moved yourself more forwards than like in this amount of time than you probably did in the past like month or two months or some people years, right? Of being paralyzed. Because again, a lot of people feel paralyzed, know that that's, you know, if you're feeling that way, it's normal, it's okay. But we all have the same opportunity to be able to stop ourselves from feeling feeling paralyzed take that one step forwards and allow that to give us momentum to keep moving forwards I love that I love all of that I'm gonna actually write down because I was like taking mental notes right I'm like I need to write this down because I love the the processes that I feel like you really went through were self-care I'm sorry self-reflection um self-reflection right yeah. Uh, self-reflection, clarity, make sure you know what you're, what you're fucking doing and asking yourself each time, like it does that align or not, right. That's the clarity. So you're reflecting on what do I actually want to do? Are my goals, are my, um, daily habits. I'm really big on this. Are my daily habits, like really working towards this have what I've done before, like helped me in this way or hurt me, um, clarity, asking yourself over and over, Um, like, does this go with my goal or go against it? You know, is this, um, something that is aligned with me or not 
making sure you know what you're like getting clear on your goal and you're not confused support, right? Like you said, two to three people that are there that are giving you advice that you look up to, um, not getting overwhelmed, but having that clear support and then acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. I feel like I love this so much because it can really apply to really any journey, right? When you're starting something new and we get to that paralyzed spot where we're like, oh crap, like, I don't know, like, like I have this idea, right? I have this idea of starting this clothing brand or I have this idea of, I want to lose 40 pounds or whatever it is. We know where it is, but getting there can feel really overwhelming. So I think, excuse me, breaking it down into these like little four, four kind of like categories or steps can be really helpful. So self-reflection, clarity, support, and then acknowledgement. I love that so much. And it's kind of like, I feel like those are the steps in chronological order, but I feel like they constantly are repeating, right? Like you Uh, said, no decision is permanent yeah. unless obviously an extreme case, but even like you think of like tattoos moving across the country, like getting married, none of those are permanent, you know, like something that, um, I kind of let go of that feeling of like, everything's permanent a few years ago as well. And people would ask me like when I was going to get married, um, or when I would get tattoos, people would ask like, Oh, do you ever like get nervous or like, what happens if you don't like that tattoo anymore? Or especially before you get married, everyone asks you like, are you nervous? No, I wasn't nervous at all because like, yes, of course I hope that Renee and I stay together forever. Right. Which is the whole point of marriage. But if it doesn't like, then we just adjust as time goes on. Like then we just it, we, it's okay. Like it doesn't, it doesn't end anything. Like what's the alternative, like not getting, not moving forward in our relationship or not getting the tattoo that I like. And then like wondering if I should have gotten it like years later, like those things, you know, like regret is such a, such an ugly feeling, just like guilt. Regret is one of those feelings. I don't like feelings. So I think these steps continually repeat over and over whatever in whatever journey we're on. So I love that. I love, I love how you broke that down into steps. Yeah. Well, I love how you like took that whole spiel of what I said and like broke it down into clear steps with like easy to follow words. So people can write their own notes as well. Cause I wouldn't have been able to do that, but I think you're so right about the fact that, you know, it's continuously repeating. And that's because even if today is your like day 100, your day 100, like every day that you wake up is actually your day one. Like every single moment or not every single moment, but every time I wake up in the morning, I'm always like, it's a fresh day. This is a restart. And so that's why it doesn't matter what you did yesterday because morning, like we always have to press the restart. But anyways, this is day one of the rest of your life. Every single day is going to be day one of the rest of your life. And like you said as well, you know, it's across all, um, industries, right. all goals. like you can tailor this to fit whatever is going to be relevant for you. And in our life as well, we're always going to have different things that we're working on. And so that's why it's nice to have this idea or this sort of like backbone structure where again, we can tailor it and personalize it to fit us. It simplifies the whole process, whatever it is, again, that you're working on, because you also don't want to like overcomplicate something that doesn't need to be complicated. And like you said, too, just understanding that 
nothing's permanent. Like I love the tattoo example that you gave because I got that as well. And yeah. I even got like I had a I have a finger tattoo which is kind of fading right now. And I remember the tattoo artist, he looked at my finger. He was like, ooh, like he almost didn't tattoo me because this area, well, one, it's pretty difficult to like tattoo really finely there. So he yeah. was nervous. But then also because he was like, finger tattoos fade really quickly. And I was like, so like, I'll just do it again. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> like the funniest things that like we say, right? Or we like, we put out there, but really when you think about it, like what's like, what is the worst thing? Like it fades. And then what happens? Like we either don't get a new one or we like, or we do like, sometimes we make these huge things out of things that are really so minuscule and really the risk or the like consequence or whatever it is so minute, but they're so like built up in our head or it's things that we've always done. Um, I'm just thinking of an example and I get, I think I gave this on the uh, podcast, previous podcast about my sister going to the airport when she was here and she was worried, um, that she was going to be late for her flight. So she wanted to leave a lot earlier, but the airport that she's actually going to is a very, very small airport. So I was telling her like, you really don't need to be there that early. Like it's like, you're going to get through security in five minutes. Like it's very small, um, And of course, like, I know everybody has different stressors. And of course, like, that's really easy for me to say when obviously like, it's not me going to the airport. Right. But, um, the reason I'm giving this example is because her fear, right. Was that she's going to miss her flight. But I, what I was trying to get, um, through to her is like, and what happens if you miss your flight, like, then you roll over to the next flight, or like, if there's no flights out of out that day, then you catch the next flight in the morning. Like, it's not like, it's not this life or death decision that we sometimes, um, feel at the time. Right. And if we can kind of like break that cycle of having that like giant fear of, or, um, I guess it is a fear like, a or like the consequence that's going to happen or whatever. Um, we can really move in such different ways. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that the more decisions that you make too, the less pressure there is on a single decision because you've got so many that it's kind of irrelevant, like this one thing. And that's a mindset that we should all strive to be in because you never want to feel like you're dependent on like one single thing. If I, for example, was stressed that I, I don't know, like the flight example, for example, like, if I'm stressed on that, maybe there's not like a lot of other things that I've got to potentially stress upon right now. And that's why I'm so stressed out on that. And so maybe there's like room for, you know, like doing more things. Like if I had a lot of travel plans, for example, I don't know why I'm still sticking to this travel example, but I will. (laughs) If I had like in a month, 30 flights that I was catching, obviously for all 30 of them, I'm not going to be super stressed out that I'm going to make it or I'm not going to make it because I've just got way too many flights to be able to like be stressed 30 times in one month. Like I can't, that's much. Right. And so I feel like the flight example wasn't good in this case, but (laughs) just keep going with it. I know where you're going. Like with health, you know, if we're scared that, or even like in with people, like in a relationship, like if I was scared 
to ask one guy out, that means probably I haven't asked someone out in a really long time. Right. And yep. maybe a clue for me to like start asking more people out. So then I'm not going to be so scared about asking this one guy out because I've got so many other guys, you know, it's about yeah. that abundant mindset is so important. Like don't limit yourself to just one, like don't be scared of just one decision. And if you are like, again, reflect, like be like, okay, why am I so scared about this one thing? Like maybe I need to bring more opportunities in my life so that I feel like I have more that I could choose from. And so I can feel like, okay, whatever happens, happens because I know that I'm always going to have a lot of options available for me. I think that's like practice, right? Like practicing, like yeah. you said, like with the, with asking somebody out. And I talk about this a lot when I coach somebody on confidence, because a lot of women that I coach on are single and they are holding back and waiting for them to lose weight or to feel better about themselves in order for them to go out and put themselves out there. Like we're talking like as women, we're, a lot of times we're not even asking men out. We're just putting ourselves out there to be you know, talk to or whatever approached. So, but even that can be so scary, but like you said, like it really is just practicing, right? Like how can I do it more often so that it doesn't seem as scary? Like how can I make decisions or time constraints or deadlines or whatever it is seem less scary? I can do it a lot more fucking often. Like if you're scared of getting on Instagram live or talking on your story or going to a bar and putting yourself out there or eating lunch alone at a restaurant or whatever it may be, right. The more that you do it, the easier it becomes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I actually touch on this with our team as well. Cause one of the things that I do is I help um, people who want to become entrepreneurs, become entrepreneurs and build an income online. And I asked them, you know, if it's, for example, even talking on their stories is something that scares right. them because they've never really shown their face on social media much before. I asked them, okay, like, that's a valid fear. Like I used to be there, totally understand. But I'm um, just curious, like, how many times do you think that you need to post on your stories before you start feeling a little bit more comfortable with it. And that forces people to actually give me a number, which gets them to reflect. And they go, um, maybe like, you know, 10 times or maybe a few times, right? Then I go, okay, great. So now it's your job to post on your story 10 times as quickly as possible because you need to do that in order to feel a little bit more comfortable doing it. Would you I love that. that? That doing it 10 times is going to help you with that. And most likely they'll say yes, because it was their idea to begin with. Like it was the number that they gave me. Right. right. I love that. That's such a great, like coaching. Um, uh, I don't know what <clears throat> exercise, I don't know. Um, but because a lot of times with coaching, it can feel a lot of times like you're telling clients what to do and that never feels really aligned to you or the client. So I love that, that you're like asking and it's their, um, their, their, uh, idea. So it's empowering them as well to make that own decision. And I love that. Like the more that you do it, the more that it becomes easy. And how many times do you feel like you need to do it before it feels easy? Yeah, probably a lot. So let's start, get started. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also the flip side of that is people who say like a random number, like for example, they're like, oh, maybe like 20 times. And then I ask them like, okay, so if you feel like you did it 20 times, then you'd be like more comfortable then, right? Because that's what you said. And then they go, yeah, maybe. And then they realize like, huh, I kind of just said 20 is a random number. Yeah. Like, there's not very much difference between 20 and 10, even though like numerically there is well I can't believe I pronounced that word right I feel like (laughs) it's a big word numerically that's that's right right yeah 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 okay I'm just gonna say it with confidence because this is a confidence (laughs) podcast (laughs) um and so they realize that there's not very much difference between 20 and 10 and then when they realize that they're like well then there's not very much difference between like now and 10 and they're like oh it's all in my head like i'm making it bigger than it actually is yeah for sure yeah. i think with with everything but in stories or whatever putting ourselves out there i think we're a lot more resilient than we give ourselves credit for you know yeah. and with putting yourself out there online or whether it be in person or through a new career whatever at the gym, um, we, it gets like, our bodies are made to adapt. So like it becomes a lot easier, a lot faster than what we think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Let's do a weekly fave before we literally talk for five hours. Do you have a weekly fave already? Uh, my fave is my glass, the confidence AF glass twins hold on and I have to take a picture I've got like lipstick stain on mine but I feel like it's actually <laughs> kind of good <laughs> yeah I Lana, Lana and I get yeah she um I want to tell the story of like how I sent it to you because yeah, yeah, yeah. she hit me up and was like well, Michelle, actually, before you even DM'd me, Michelle was like, Lana wants to buy this glass. And I was like, oh, they're not for sale. And Michelle's like, oh, okay. And then literally the same day you're like, Hey, I want to buy this glass. And I was like, I had already sent it because I send it out to like podcast guests. Um, and I had asked you for your address. So like, I thought she was going to like, kind of know. And then whenever she asked me, I was like, oh, like you're a podcast guest. And I, I didn't say like, I sent it to you. I was just like, oh, you're a podcast guest. And she was like, no, I want to like buy it like for my house. <laughs> like, okay. Like I just, <laughs> I think I just exactly like have some patience <laughs> and like, because it was already on the way, but it had to go through customs. So it took a little bit longer and it actually got stuck in Texas too. And then, and then made its way to you. But anyways, my whole point was that I finally got it to her, but she still didn't know. Like she didn't realize that I had sent it to her. Even after all those DMS, I thought I was going to ruin the surprise, but I'm so happy. No, I, literally, I literally thought you were sending me like, I think my first guess was like, I was going to be like a shirt or something, but yeah, I'm the kind of buyer. I wish all shoppers were like this because it would make us business owners lives so much easier if all consumers were this way but if I see something and I like it because I'm so aligned with who I am as a person Same. what I want etc I'm like here's my card like I'm ready to buy right now so when I saw this glass I was like oh my god like I don't care if it's three dollars I don't care if it's 30 I don't care if it's 80 like I would literally buy this right now I love this so much so I was really excited to see it in the mail thank you I you're welcome I love that you said that too because I'm the exact same way with purchases is yeah. now that I have became become a lot more aligned with who I am and what I like um yeah. 
purchases are very easy for me because if I, I like it or I don't, it's not like a back and forth really. Um, so same thing. I'm like very easy and it would make us, you know, business owners a lot, a lot easier to work with. But I think that's just like self-reflection again is like knowing who we are and knowing what we do and don't like. Um, I think something that, um, I want to share that a lot of people ask me whenever they come, like not only even before the podcast studio was here, my house in general, um, this house we've been at for, um, like over three years. And a lot of times when people come over, people always comment that the house is like so well put together and it's very like, um, synonymous, you know, everything goes together. And people ask me a lot of times, like how I did that. And so I want to share on the podcast because I share it in person a lot, but, um, a way that you can kind of get a little bit more clear about like who you are, what you like, because we all have so many vast interests, you know, um, what I did with this house was I had a Pinterest board of what I liked, what I wanted out of this house, because, you know, I have a lot of interests and I like a lot of different things. And I like, you talk about that a lot too, as having a lot of interests and having a lot of things that you like, but sometimes that can get a little confusing, especially when you're decorating or creating something or buying something. Um, so every time I wanted to buy a piece of furniture, I just looked back at the Pinterest board, like, does this align or not? And that's what we just talked about. Self-reflection and clarity is like, yeah, does it align with my house? No. Okay. I just like it in general, but I don't want it actually in my house. Then I passed on it. If it did align and it did, um, and I did like it, then I purchased it and that became, or gave me really a good clarity of like having a house that everything fit together very, very well. So just wanted to share that little like tidbit with you guys. I I love that. I feel like that fits into the blueprint that we were talking about earlier as well, because you already had that decision made with the Pinterest board. Like that was decision that you made. And so now you've got that visual and you can either have it like literally on a Pinterest or you can have it in your mind. Right. Right. And now when you're making these like next decisions, like, okay, chair, uh, bookshelf, like what, like dishes, whatever it is that need to fit that goal of creating a home, then you just reflect back on that first decision that you made, which was your Pinterest board. And then you can make each of those decisions quite quickly. Like you don't have to get stuck in process because the decision has already been made. Yeah. I love that. That it's like, it goes like, it's like, we were talking about with your, um, steps, like they can really relate to anything. Yeah. Um, okay. So my weekly fave is going to be, um, trucker hats. I've been obsessed with trucker hats. I am going to put, uh, link some down in the, um, Amazon storefront for you guys because I've just been obsessed with trucker hats. I feel like I go outside every day to get sun and a trucker hat, just like my vibe right now. So that's my weekly fave, very simple and very easy. And, um, yeah, I also did not mention as well. The glasses are only podcast guests, so they're not actually for sale. So they're only for guests. So they're exclusive to podcast guests. So just in case that's, I will not link that because it's not for sale. I also want to like dive into just like you, your business and how that came about. And so I'm going to let you take the wheel and, um, just tell us how you started all of your businesses. Cause I know you mentioned you have multiple, you had multiple businesses. So, um, kind of touch on that for us and how you got started in that, why you got started and how you had the confidence really to like 
do all that and put all yourself out there at such a young age? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, growing up, I've always had a lot of different ideas. I was someone who like switched dream careers every other second. I wanted to be a doctor until I found out that you had to give needles. And I was like, oh, I'm not down. <laughs> and also the fact that, you know, you have to spend years in med school. Like, I don't want to be in school for that long. Um, I wanted to be a vet because I didn't want to just help humans. I wanted to also help animals. And I wanted to be a doctor and a vet at the same time. And parents were like, you can't do that. I was like, um, I wanted to be, you know, a scientist, a researcher, a journalist, an activist, like all these different things. I wanted to be a YouTube star at one point. And so I never really had like a one thing. And that led me to a lot of confusion for a while and a lot of overwhelm because I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm never going to find my purpose in life. And then I anyways had a lot of ideas. And then I, of course, went to a university. I followed like that sort of traditional system that my mom's Japanese. So she was quite like traditional in that sense too with regards to education. So I went to university and ended up majoring in um, social sciences, but with a bigger focus on global issues and environmental science and that kind of stuff. And it was through that university journey where I entered the corporate world as well as working at one of the top five consulting firms in the world. Great experience working as a consultant there. And I felt like the nine to five really wasn't for me. I never liked to feel restricted. I saw the corporate ladder and I saw potential in climbing up the ladder, but also I was thinking to myself like, I don't want to spend years just waiting for the next step and that sort of waiting and feeling limitless or sorry, feeling limited didn't make me feel good. It didn't make me feel excited or inspired. And I'm someone who likes to feel that way. Like when I wake up in the morning, I want to feel happy. I want to feel excited. I just wasn't getting that. And so I started exploring different career options that I could create for myself. Um, I had a few friends and a few connections in different industries that I was able to talk to. So I like, you know, thought that I could be the COO of one of my friends' companies. She had like a few different business models herself and I saw potential and growth there and I felt like I could contribute to her business and her goals. Um, I was connected to someone in like the music video producing industry and I thought it could be cool if I helped them out and really help them support artists and like be more creative. And so I had like all these different ideas, but long story short, all of those opportunities that I created for myself, I almost had them. But then at the last minute, something would happen. Like they would say no, or someone would move or like, it just didn't work out the way that I had hoped. And that's when I was like, okay, you know what? I'm over it. Like I'm so over my life being put in other people's hands. The only way for me to reclaim my power is to be completely like entrepreneurial myself, like create my own thing. And so that's when I was, went on a mission to start my own business. And I had, again, a lot of different ideas, but I was always one who didn't want to feel limited in terms of income as well. And I wanted to build residual income too, because I didn't want to have to always trade my time for money. So I was looking at different residual income opportunities. And that's when I started one of my first businesses, which was job shipping. I invested to be totally transparent, like over 23,000 US dollars 
hired a team based in Indonesia. They were doing like all my product research for me, all like the customer relations, that kind of stuff. I was operating through eBay, drop shipping to clients, mostly in the US. But then the pandemic happened and everything went plonk uh, because of like international shipping. And you can, a lot of my products were based out of China as well. So that totally fell apart. During that time, though, I also started my gymwear brand because for me, it's really important to have my heart in the work that I'm doing. Drop shipping was great for the residual opportunity, but I wasn't passionate about selling like literally like adult dog diapers. Like that was one of the products that I was selling. <laughs> Apparently, according to their market research, that was a hot product. So <laughs> I'm not passionate about that. And so I was thinking to myself, like, okay, I'm going to create my own product and I'm going to sell it through Amazon. And so I was doing some product research myself and I was like, found this product that I could source from China, like a factory in China. And I could basically like flip online. And the first product idea that I had that I felt like would do potentially well is again, kind of a random product, but it's like these molds that you put in the frying pan, you can crack an egg in it and like your egg will fry into a heart or something like that. And I was like, I feel like this product would do really well. <laughs> but then again, I stopped myself and I was like, wait, I literally don't give an F about eggs being shaped a certain way. Like <laughs> I cannot grow a passionate business selling these. Like I just can't. And so then I started reflecting. I was like, okay, what is it then that I'm passionate about? I've always been passionate about helping others and empowering them. And through my own health and fitness journey as well, like I also had a lot of years where I really hated myself. Like I had low self-confidence, low self-esteem. I went through like multiple different kinds of eating disorders. It was a really, really dark place in my life. And one of the things that really helped me overcome that was the fitness in, like fitness community that I found in, when I was living in Japan. And I thought, okay, like that community literally saved my life. Like, I don't know where I would be in life if it weren't for the people and just like the joy that they gave me and like them allowing me to like fall back in love with movement and being more in tune with my body. How can I do something that can give back to that community? And that's when I thought, okay, I'm going to start a gymwear brand because, you know, life is stressful as is. I don't want, what do I wear to the gym to be an extra stress that people have to experience? So I started a gym wear brand and then I started an Instagram page where I was just sharing like my own lifestyle, fitness, food, things that I like to do because I figured no one's going to want to follow an Instagram page that's just posting apparel. No one's going to care about that, but they care about the person behind the scenes or the lifestyle behind it, right? So sure. I thought I'm going to build up this Instagram account so that I can reach like an audience and then I'll just cross promote that page with my gym wear and it's going to go, it's like going to feed into each other. So I was doing that for a couple of years, but again, pandemic made things a little bit complicated. There was a lot of overhead costs when it comes to designing your own clothing. Um, and also like a lot of like things that I needed to learn with like marketing and social media and that kind of stuff. And then through that journey of like me being on Instagram, trying to like promote this like lifestyle account, I stumbled upon the concept of health coaching. 
I didn't even know that health coaching existed. I thought the world was filled with personal trainers, doctors, therapists, and that was like it. And so when I realized that coaches existed, I became obsessed with the idea of being able to provide a service with my business as well. And um, working with people one-to-one, helping them become the best versions of themselves and helping them reach their full potential. And that went more aligned with my original reason for starting my gym wear brand, because again, the whole idea was to empower others. I didn't really care about clothing very much. I was just using that as a way to empower others when actually there's other ways that you could do that. And so then I stepped into the coaching space. I got my certification online. I stopped selling gym wear um, online as well because, again, just wasn't working out for me. I took it as a loss, and that was okay because it still helped me gain clarity around what it is that I'm actually meant to do. And then when I was going through my certification program as well, I was connected with this girl who was a wellness coach online. And I was like, oh, it's cool. She's got this whole program that is like, looks really, really cool because it's like this huge portal where all of your clients have access to like meditation tools, like self-love challenges, educational webinars, even things around like PCOS, healing your gut, balancing your chakras, like there's exercise guides, like basically everything that anyone could need to nourish their mind, body, and soul all in one location. And there's like a business community aspect to it as well. And I was like, that's really interesting because I've been an entrepreneur for years at this point, but I've been doing it all on my own. And I kind of prided myself in being a lone wolf as well, because again, I felt like I needed to be independent. Like I had my life in other people's hands before, and that really didn't work for me. And so I had this idea that I have to be independent. I have to be solo. I have to build this for myself. But at the same time, I was also secretly craving community because community is so important. You know, you can feed off energies and you can feel inspired and you know be challenged to think bigger and do more as well and so I was like that looks really interesting I'm gonna message her about it and then so long story short there again just to try to cut time a little bit my story here <laughs> uh, she gave me information and it was also attached to like a network marketing model and I was like never want to be a network marketer like I have friends who are doing network marketing and they're like selling toothpaste and stuff and I was like that's great for them but I never want to be that person but I saw this as being completely different because I was like well it's giving me that residual income opportunity that has always been a huge interest of mine it's giving my clients that I'm going to start building with and working with through my certification program more value that they're getting to support their health journey and to be more educated into how they can help themselves because that's what coaching is at the end of the day is, you know, helping your clients become an expert in their own life and their, in their own health and their own wellness. And also, of course, the, the business blueprint, the community that comes with it, I was like, okay, you know what, like, worst case scenario I join I hate everyone I hate everything I'll just block everyone and then like no one's gonna know (laughs) and so I joined I started it was a network marketing company um and then I've just been doing that ever since it's been two and a half years now I'm a professional network marketer technically but I never introduced myself as that because I feel like I'm so much more than just like a network marketer I never really introduced myself as a coach either because again you know I do technically help people with their health and their mindset and nutrition but I'm also passionate about like the business side of things like I've got a personal team of over 250 people that I work with that I help mentor to become successful in their own personal business. And also I felt like the word coach, the reason why I call myself a soul enhancer is because I feel like soul enhancing covers so much more. It's actually a word that 
actually me and Michelle came on ourselves at like 2 a.m. one night <laughs> like my mid midlife crisis and I was like the word coach isn't resonating with me anymore and um, because again it goes back to the idea of you know we're all individual people we all have a unique body blueprint we all have our own goals and our own dreams it really is up to ourselves to like become the expert in our own life in what we want have that clarity so that we can go out there and do what we're meant to do in the world because we actually are all born with like our potential like we're not on this planet randomly like there is a purpose around what it is that you're here to do and I believe that life is not about finding yourself like you're already you, like when you were born on this planet, you're already you. It's just that like through environmental situations or like relationships or, you know, like we get um, like molded differently based off of environments and trauma and et cetera. And so really life is just about the journey of reconnecting with who we've always been meant to be. And that's where soul enhancing comes into play where, yes, I can help people with their mindset. I can help with people with their nutrition. I can help people with their energy. It all goes hand in hand. And all of these tools are there and available for us to help guide us into, again, reconnecting and realigning ourselves with our true purpose and who, again, we've always been meant to be. So in a nutshell, that's what I, do. <laughs> uh, I love that you said the soul enhancer thing, because, um, I mean, Michelle is so good for that. She's so good at like, I always tell her I have Michelle and Grace are like my two, um, probably my two friends that I talk to the most. And Michelle is like my hype woman. Who's going to like, tell me every idea, like is so amazing. She's going to help me come up with the name for it. She's going to help me like manifest it happening. And then Grazel is like my um, my reality. Right. And she's like, okay, how are you actually going to do that? Like, is that actually aligned to you? What do you like? But Michelle is that amazing, like hype woman. And I feel like the soul enhancer is the way that you described it is so perfect because like, we really are already exactly who we are. And that's why, um, doing, uh, what is it called? Um, tapping into like your childhood um, inner child healing. Um, that's why doing things like activities that you did as a kid or like playing, you know, playing basketball or softball or whatever, like that's why those things are so powerful because like you said, through different, um, you know, traumas or environmental, um, aspects or whatever conditions, like we're changed or we're led in a different way or we're, um, groomed to look, to see things in a different way or a different light, but we are already exactly who we are. So you really are just taking that soul and enhancing it. I love that so, so much. Um, and I think you do a great job as well as, um, coming across online in such a positive and like vibey way that, like you said, like you never introduced yourself as like someone who does network marketing or someone who, um, is a coach or has these like different, like, um, slots that they're pegged into. I think you do a great yeah. job of portraying yourself exactly who you are without, um, having to pigeonhole yourself in those. So I love that too. How you explained yeah. that. Oh, thank you. appreciate it. And yeah. I agree with Michelle. She is great for that. I'm curious, like, cause I know Michelle's a Libra. 
what's your other friends um like Grazel's so an Aquarius um okay. she's an Aquarius and so my husband's an Aquarius as well so I'm yeah. always telling her like her and Renee are just like they're exactly alike. Like they're going to give it to me straight up. They're going to like help me see the reality of the situation. They're going to reel me back in when I'm like dreaming way too big. And yeah. Michelle is my Libra. Cause I'm a Libra too. Yeah. Um, that's like always down to just like totally dream with me. And you're, are you a Libra too? I'm a Gemini. You're so a Gemini. Signs in your life. I do. I know. I, air signs are everywhere for me. I feel like, um, I'm going to go to San Diego with one of another, one of my coach friends and, um, and speak at her event. And she's a Libra as well. I feel like air signs are just all over my life. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's our nature. We're supposed to be everywhere. <laughs> Omnipresent. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Air. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. I love that. I love all of that so much. So I feel like what, when you were talking about like leaving, um, your nine to five and how that world didn't like resonate with you. What allowed you to like actually have the push to really like step out on your own. And like you said, you're, I love that you're not in a relationship, right? Because you're like doing all this just as you, like, I think it's a lot easier sometimes for people to see, or I'm sorry, people probably think it's a lot easier for someone in a relationship, which is uh, most of the women that I've interviewed are, are married, right. And have been married for a while where they have a, um, a backup, right. Or they have a support system or they have a significant other to kind of like, um, you know, give them that, like that backup plan. Right. But without that, right. How did you just say like, fuck it, I'm going to just do this. And I'm only relying on myself. Honestly, for as long as I can remember my thought that I had every time I'd make like a scary decision would be okay well worst case scenario this is so random it's funny (laughs) I don't know if I've ever shared this before worst case scenario all right I'm broke maybe I'm homeless I could be homeless in Hawaii and I mean it wouldn't even be that bad of a place to be homeless that's true. That my thought. And then I was like, I probably wouldn't be homeless for that long. Like someone would probably come and like want to adopt me. Cause like, who wouldn't want to adopt me? <laughs> oh my God. Process. I was like, my worst case scenario isn't even that bad. And sometimes you have to remind yourself of that. And so I was like, there's no reason for me to not do this because my worst case scenario isn't even that bad. And also falling back on the, I just did a training on this, but the knowings during periods of unknown. So there's always going to be periods of unknown in your life, but there's also a lot of known in those periods of unknown. So for example, I always know that no matter what, I've got my back. I've got my own back. I know that no matter what, I always land on my feet. And I think that's something that everyone can say, like, if you're alive today, listening to this, you've made it this far, like you can do it again, right? So those are the knowns that we have to constantly remind ourselves of when we are in periods of unknown, because we think it's so scary, but you need to find an anchor that you can anchor yourself to 
so that you can feel grounded during this process and it doesn't have to feel like you're you know like floating or tumbling up in the air yeah I love that you said that that like what's the worst case scenario and if you can imagine that I think that's a stoic principle um Michelle and I talk about that before too is like what's the worst case scenario that happens and then a lot of times when we look at it it's not that bad yeah it's way worse in our mind and especially if you can remove like guilt and shame from those scenarios um I mean then you're like then it's definitely not bad because a lot of times what we're scared of, I feel with like failure, right. Well, I start this business. And then what if like everyone sees me start this business and I don't do good. Right. Or what if that business fails and then I'm embarrassed? Like if you can take that out, then it's really like, a, um, it really is just exactly what you're saying. Like it's logistics at that point, right? Like you already know, like I have my back, I'm going to do the best interests in the best interest of myself you know, so I'm not even going to be homeless that long. (laughs) I love that. Probably. And if they don't, then I mean, Hawaii is a beautiful place. (laughs) How are you going to get to Hawaii? I'll figure it out later. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking like, that might be all. Um, Later, the hows are irrelevant if if your why is strong enough. (laughs) Very true. Very true. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love that so much. Can you tell people like where they can get a hold of, not where they can get a hold of you? Cause obviously I'm going to link her Instagram and everything down below, but what you exactly offer within your community and what that looks like and kind of give us like a little rundown of that. Yeah. So I've got two main offers. One is on the business side of things and one is on like the health and mindset side of things. So as I've already shared, I am a certified health coach. And so I do have a 16 week program that I offer. It's called the Health Style Emporium. I've got it linked in my bio as well or on my website, I should say. And basically you get access to a whole portal that's going to help you nourish your mind, body and soul. You've got, you know, your exercise guides, your meditation guides, that kind of stuff. Um, There's also a whole food product that I offer. It's the number one nutrition product in the world. It's 33 kinds of fruits, vegetables, and berries to help people feel good from the inside out. Cause let's face it, we're not all eating artichokes and elderberries every single day. So that has made the biggest difference in my brain clarity and my energy as well. If you're wondering how I am still vibrant with the voice that it's kind of sounding like an old man right now, it's literally those products are helping me feel fueled and sharp despite my voice not catching up to that standard. So <laughs> That's what I offer on the health side of things. And then of course, on the business side of things, like I said earlier, I do have a team of currently about 250 coaches at the moment. Um, I basically help people help other people become healthier and happier as well, build up a coaching business of their own in the wellness space, um, whether it's a full-time income you're wanting to create like me, where you're like, I want to be an entrepreneur, I'm all in, or if it's simply a smart second income, because I know in today's economy, it's really beneficial to have multiple income streams. doesn't matter if you're certified or uncertified. I work with both people um, because we do have in-house training as well 
if you are already a coach and you already have a business model established, then there is a way to kind of integrate the two into your offerings so that you can add more value to your current clients and expand upon the people that you're helping as well. So those two things I would say are my two main offers. You can send me a DM um, or check out my website as well. It's linked in my bio. And um, shout out your podcast for us too, because yeah. Lana, like we said, Lana does podcasts as well. So yes, so I've been podcasting myself for a couple of months, but it's the Soul Enhancing Podcast. I also have the link in my bio on Instagram, on Apple and Spotify. And season one, we're just wrapping up on. It's been a solo journey so far where I've been mostly talking about mindset. I would feel like it's the biggest focus, to be honest, a little bit of nutrition as well, but mostly mindset. Um, so if you're looking to, you know, have that kick in the butt, or if you're wanting to, you know, expand your, um, like the way that you're thinking or change perspective, it's going to be great for that. And then season two is going to be focused a little bit more on entrepreneurship, but I feel like even if you're not an entrepreneur, or if you don't classify yourself as being entrepreneurial, still going to be beneficial because the reason why I love working with entrepreneurs so much is that our mindset is just different. Like we're more expansive and we see more things as being opportunities rather than challenges. So season two is going to be based a lot more on business and entrepreneurship, but still can be relevant um, no matter what stage of life you're in. I love that. I love that you said like, we're looking at things as opportunity versus challenges. And I think even at, like you said, even if you're not an entrepreneur, those skills can still help you because, yeah. um, I'm not sure if you remember, like Andy Frisella had a podcast yeah. before the one that he had now called the MF CEO, which yeah. he talked a lot about. He used that same, you know, analogy that like, even if you're not a CEO of a company, like you're a CEO of your own life, you know, you are the entrepreneur of your own life, right? Like you're, you know, you're making decisions every single day that are, um, pushing your life forward. So I love that a lot of entrepreneurial, we talk a lot about entrepreneurial things on this podcast, but a lot of people that listen are not entrepreneurs. So, um, I think they're all synonymous. So I love that. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for sharing all your knowledge. I feel like such a good episode because it's like all we just talk so easily. Of course, no plan is the best plan. Like you said. Yeah, exactly. Likewise. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. And I definitely feel honored being a guest on your confident AF podcast. Yay. And, uh, thank you so much forward to having everyone tune in and sharing their takeaways as well. Yeah. So I'll have everything linked down below, um, where you guys can get in touch with Lana. I'll have her Instagram. I'll have everything linked, um, below in the show notes for you guys and also on Instagram. So check us out at confident AF podcast on Instagram. And until I talk to you guys next week, don't forget to let your confidence shine. Yay. Oh, wow. That was awesome.